everyone, and uh, welcome to another episode of Do I Still Love It? Uh, the show that begs the question, uh, are all nannies magical? Never really had it. I didn't grow up with a nanny. I didn't grow up with a nanny uh, either. Uh, I'm your host, uh, Marshall James. And I'm Laura Weiss. And every week we are joined by a guest who rewatch the films and television shows of our youth to see whether or not they still hold up now that we're adults. And uh, we're so happy this week to be joined by not one, but two guests, married British comedy duo, We Are Tomasi, Nick Afka Thomas, and Sarah Ann Massey. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. I'm hey the British one, and she's the American one. So, uh, yeah, so Nick and Sarah are uh, comedians and writers and actors, actresses here living in uh, L.A., and uh, part of the comedy duo We Are Tomasi with lots of cool videos and stuff all over the internet and live performances all around the, the coasts. World. Yeah, Everywhere. really the world. They're really the world at this point. Yeah. It's true. We're very fancy. Yeah. Getting around, yeah. jet setting, yeah. international. Getting around. Bi coastal. We're easy when it comes to comedy. Delta. We're easy. <laughs> we'll, we'll perform anywhere for anyone at any time. <laughs> it's true, actually. Uh, and uh, we're really delighted to have uh, a British-American comedy duo on to watch <laughs> one of the greatest movies about British and American culture colliding in Walt Disney's 1964, <laughs> Mary Poppins. Yeah. yeah. Oh, colliding so is the word. I think it was Nick who suggested it, which I'm so glad, because I can't wait to get Nick's impression on Dick Van Dyke's accent. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys... In in like thirty seconds, what do you remember this movie being about? Oh. Definitely, it's about a family which desperately needs a nanny and a this amazing. I want to say British nanny, but that's only because I live in America. Everyone <laughs> sort of says this British nanny thing. She's a nanny. <laughs> we're in Britain, um, and she comes along and uh, takes over everything, uh, puts their clothes away, and um, and then they go on great adventures. They go into pictures. Uh, do you want to talk? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh. I think it's a, a magical nanny who saves uh, children who have a really sad dad. That's how I remember To be it. fair, I hadn't finished. Uh, she, uh, she, they go into pic- pictures, and then the dad uh, gets loses his job, gets his job back, and everyone flies a kite. <laughs> good, good. Great. Very so good. now, aside from that description, like, wh- are there any like key moments? I, I kind of want to get into what, because Sarah seemed adamant about this sad dad. So <laughs> tell me, elaborate a little bit about like things that really stuck out to you. Tell us about sad dad. Well, it just felt like it was this classic thing of a dad who really cares about his family, but spends all of his time at work and therefore never has any time for his family and becomes kind of mean to his family because he's so angry at his job. It was just really sad to me. But also... She had that amazing giant bag, which was so magical, and that stood out to me my whole life. And uh, I became a nanny and always had a giant bag, and I feel like it was really <laughs> informative of who I became as a human being. Fantastic. Yeah. So I actually really want to touch on the giant bag. <laughs> this is very important to me. I wanted to do this movie for one reason, and it is because my memory of the giant bag is so obviously wrong, and I need to know why. <laughs> Guys, so when she opens a giant bag, and it's like a bag of holding, and she starts to pull, like, everything in the world out <laughs> of it. A bag of holding. I'm the a nerd. nerd. <laughs> okay, go on. Um, she starts pulling everything out of it. In my mind, like, somebody went in and, like, someone went into my brain and retraced what actually comes out of the bag. 
because I have a vivid, vivid memory of her pulling an IV with a blood bag wow. out of her bag. And guys, I know that can't actually be a movie, wow. no, right? No, it's not. There's a can't lamp. Be. I think it's the tall lamp you might be I don't know why. In my head, she pulls a whole IV out. I don't know if this was a parody or like an SNL skit or something from when I was a kid, but somehow... It's taken over your total memory. My entire memory of this movie is a a memory that's So for you, it's a hospital drama, basically. (laughs) Mary Poppins, ER. Yeah, yeah or exactly. Or it's like a big doctor's bag and she pulls stethoscope. And... and it's only like when we decided to do this movie that I was like, oh, Mary Poppins, yay. I saw the IV come out of the bag in my mind and I was like, well, that can't be right. And then I thought back and I realized every time I've thought about Mary Poppins in the last 15 years, oh. all I see is an IV coming out of her bag. <laughs> I don't I know. I can't believe that's the, your, your lasting impression of this movie. She does give them medicine, but that's a very different yeah, thing, I, right? I feel like this yeah. sounds like a parody. Like if someone's like, all right, I'm so ready to watch Star Wars. I remember the point when uh, the the guy goes uh, flying forward after they come out of ludicrous speed and crashes <laughs> right into the thing. <laughs> that was a, that was Spaceballs. That was yeah. a parody. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. My only memory of this is a parody of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, other than that, I remember loving this movie, but mm-hmm. I don't remember anything vivid about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yes, I'm very excited to retouch on this. But do you guys have any vivid memories, Nick? Oh, yes. Well, this, actually, one of the reasons I was so excited to do this movie rather than any other movie is because this is one of the few movies I actually remember. Um, I have a terrible memory for anything <laughs> I've watched. I forget that I've even watched it. That's um, very true. But Mary Poppins, I watched every single day of the holiday of the vacation when I was from home from school when I was like eight or something like that. Perfect. So I uh, daily... Like all Daily. summer long? Yeah, or I mean, or whatever vacation it was long and probably the next vacation too. I mean, I did watch it every single day and I uh, I did the the over the rooftop section. I, I was up on the up on one sofa, down onto the next <laughs> armchair, down round the table, oh back onto the God. other armchair, oh, right I'm around the loop. Oh, I'm having the loveliest and... visual of child you <laughs> doing this. Yeah, so Not I I it. went hardcore into Mary Poppins. I really like devoted myself in a way that probably <laughs> my university professors would have wished that I had. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, I, I was I was deeply into this movie, so I feel like I I do know it in a way that I shouldn't. Which is funny. So, so I'm gathering that as a couple, this this movie seems to have, in very different ways, yeah. impacted who you turned out into. I was just it made you a better, that. stronger nanny. Yes, it made, it made me a weaker, worse person. No, I shouldn't finish more like no. dedication to your craft. Yeah. Yeah. You jumping to around. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, let's go with that. I will stop interrupting sentences in <laughs> future. <good. laughs> and we are very much like Bert and Mary, really, when you think about it. Bert and Mary. Yeah. <laughs> That's what our new show should be. Bert and Mary. <laughs> All right, Mary Poppins. <laughs> you guys should seriously yes, do Bert. an entire show where you're called Bert and Mary, <laughs> where you have to be in character as Dick Van Dyke. And, and, and with, please, as an homage to me, pull an IV <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, please. I would appreciate Absolutely. that. I think the whole thing could be done with a nod to Bert and Ernie as well. And <laughs> <laughs> I think the only things that really stand out to me from this movie in, in my memory is there. I remember there are animated penguins mm-hmm. at one point, and I know that I saw this at an age when I started thinking penguins were where it was at. Like when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, because you, I Marshall, love, was way into penguins. I was way Still into to this day, 
uh, Mama James gets him something with penguins on it for Christmas. Every year oh, wow. that she will inevitably find like, oh my God, it's penguin boxers. Aren't they cute? You know, like, or, <laughs> or like, or like, look, I got a new ornament for the tree. It's a penguin. Oh you God, know, like, our, our mums sound alike. Yeah. They yeah, sound it's so an much incredible impression. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> So, uh, well, I was doing a impression of your mom. <laughs> oh, this is getting personal now. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I remember that. And then I also remember, <laughs> as like a five-year-old, thinking, chimney sweep's a cool job. Oh, my God, yes. Yes. They the dance game. on rooftops. I they're dancing on the rooftops. I was like... I want to be a chimney sweep when I that grew up. So cool. I was crushed to learn that no one was a chimney sweep anymore. <laughs> oh, poor Marshall. That's true. I was actually only 80 years too late because in the there was a time when my age group would have been the one sent up the chimney. So oh. right, you know, kids, labor. kids, yeah. Wow. Oh, Victoria, Victorian England was where it was at for, <laughs> yeah. for child, child labor. labor. <laughs> yeah. Right, and dancing on the roof. Oliver Twist mm-hmm. and. Yeah. Yeah, please, sir, can I have some more? Like, all those kids' workhouses? Yeah. yeah. It's very Dickensian. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when we had an empire. Right. <laughs> built on child labor. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, the re- beautiful memories that this oh, film yeah. will stir up. <laughs> so, uh, do you guys remember approximately the last time you might have seen this movie? Like, what age range you might have been the last time you saw it? That vacation. Uh, when was it? <laughs> when you were eight. <laughs> Actually, probably, yeah, probably very long time ago, like that. I probably have seen it more recently. I worked with kids for so long. I have a feeling I probably watched it. So you had it, like, on in the background where you zoned out a bit. Yeah, It doesn't really count. No. So probably, like, ten. Good. Probably ten. Good. Laura? Oh, I have no idea the last time I saw this movie. (laughs) I'm, I'm sure I saw it when I was, like, it had to be single digits, and I'm sure it was being played a lot together with bed knobs and broomsticks yes. like they would they would play them back to back like hey these are live action with some animation disney yeah. films and they're british people exactly yeah. <laughs> or people <laughs> pretending to be british <laughs> once you've got your ear in you may as well stay in all the british movies <laughs> like i can understand it now well especially once they've gone through all this training to emulate the accents oh yeah you know. oh yes. yeah all this really rigorous uh dialect work that uh, i'm excited uh, to how experience. how was i to grow to grow up not knowing that Dick Van Dyke wasn't British. <laughs> it's like the illusion people, was complete. Right. It's like all the people finding out that uh, Hugh Laurie on yeah. House is mm. not American. Yeah. yeah. Uh, cool. So, well, why don't you join us in watching these Americans pretend to be British uh, <laughs> and join us watching 1964's Mary Poppins. Fire! Light up the sky. It's the entertainment thrill of a lifetime. Poppins, Walt Disney's newest and most delightfully entertaining motion picture. Starring the toast of Broadway's musical stage, the incomparable Julie Andrews. For a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down, the medicine go down, medicine go down. Just a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down in a most delightful way. And America's fabulous funny man, Dick Van Dyke, as you've never seen him before. Mary Poppins. 
Poppins. The fabulous adventures of the world's most charming and delightfully eccentric heroine. Yes, the wondrous and magical ways of Walt Disney's Mary Poppins so completely and so hilariously discombobulate the family with whom she comes to stay in such delightfully amazing ways. Their lives are never again quite the same. And nor will yours be when you've been touched by the magic of this magnificent new motion picture from Walt Disney, Mary Poppins. Hell, it's a jolly holiday with Mary. Oh, super kind of friend, let me get me allegocious. Even though the sound of it is something quite atrocious. If you say it loud enough, you'll always sound precocious. Super kind of friend, let me get me allegocious. All right, and that was uh, Mary Poppins. So, so uh, what are you guys' initial impressions with the credits just rolled? Oh, wow. I've got plenty to say. Shall I go? <laughs> okay, uh, one of the things is that I cannot believe to what degree there's a sort of adult thread through it, which I didn't really pick <gasps> mm-hmm. up when I was a kid. I mean, there are a number of these things and a number of things which I want to make jokes about, but there is one particular thing, which is that this film is about Mr. Banks. And I think as a kid watching this, you know, it's so exciting to jump into um, pictures on pavements and go up onto the rooftop yeah. as a chimney sweep and dance around. And I, you know, danced around. He's literally he danced around, around in our that was like some now sort of, That was some adult. sort of like Pavlov response on my part that I actually had to literally reenact getting up I on I can't a, not I can't. jump on the couch right now. <laughs> but, but this element of it being about Mr. It's Banks, Banks, that's why at the beginning, before we watched it, I had this thing of Sad it's dad. about Mary sad saving dad. the family from the sad dad. Yeah. And that stuck with me. And I haven't seen it since I was a what kid. And I'm amazed. What little child She's you were. So smart, isn't she? She's no, so smart. I don't know. It it's funny because like, there's that film that came out recently which was Saving Mr. Banks, which, which now seems like an extra layer of. Um, oh, right. You know. Yeah, you know, Tom Hanks. And, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Right, I yeah, forgot yeah. that had yeah. like a Mary Poppins movie. Yeah. Yeah, which was cool. But the, yeah. um, uh, like, the whole loads of things in there, apart from the fact that. The, you know, the person that changes is Mr. Banks. You yeah. know, it's a story He's about him. As a, and it's very yeah. interesting, actually, I think, to see a story which has the central character not really kind of be the central character. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's right. like his you arc. You can choose his... this. I realize now that you can choose the story you want to follow in this movie. That's right, true. that's well, Depending I, upon your age and your, um, and your perception. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the one thing that kind of really struck out or stuck out to me in this regard is that uh, the Mary Poppins storyline itself is kind of actually pretty meandering and aimless, mm-hmm. whereas Mr. Banks and his relationship with his kids are the is the story that has a character arc where, like in the beginning, like the kids are acting out, and like obviously it's because they're like their mother is distracted with being a suffragette, and their dad is distracted by being a you know a career banker, and Mary Poppins just shows up. I feel like with just enough time to be like, you guys are being terrible parents. Like that's yeah. <laughs> well, you know, like classic. Okay, classic film structure being that you have some um, someone who's going along in life with something that needs to change in their life because it's just not okay to continue like this. And then something comes in to change it. Then you know, you the world unfolds, blah, 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 all goes crazy, and then you know, you come out the other end learning something and being a better person, right? And that person is Mr. Banks, you know, and that he's. Um, Mary Poppins is that stimulus, that catalyst to make something something change, as opposed to the, being the central character, and that's kind of yeah. Mind yeah, and I think it's really interesting. Like the very very beginning, when you first meet Mr. Banks, he goes through this entire 
song about how he likes everything to be the exact same every day and mm-hmm. that's exactly how it should be and he walks through every single step when he gets home yeah. and the kids aren't there and it totally ruffles him yeah. and he goes from very very content to absolutely like just livid, livid. And then there's another moment directly before he comes home when his wife, the suffragette, was be like, oh, put all my suffragette stuff away because we know that the cause incenses my husband. Mm. And so, like, those two little things in the very beginning set up this situation of a man that is only content in a world that he has very meticulously created for his comfort. Mm. And then by the end, he ends up with a um, a hat which has a hole punched it through it, a ripped, um, you know, clothes all over the place, and he's out there flying a kite with the um, suffragette banner off it. Yeah. Here's what I found. I think it is, even more so than I remembered, an incredibly feminist film. Obviously, there's a suffragette thread, which mm-hmm. isn't a huge plot point. But I think the whole thing is that Mr. Banks needs feminism because the traditional role of masculinity is what's ruining his life. Mm. And Mary Poppins, you know, we were joking around during it that she was really arrogant and really manipulative. But to me, she seemed like <laughs> chaotic. We'll, well, yeah. But it was almost like she was chaotic good. Oh, yeah. And she oh, that's was a good so, way to put it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And she, we already addressed bags of holding on this, so let's <laughs> dive right into the and, D&D of MP. Exactly. And she comes in, and she comes off as arrogant, but maybe it's just that she's an incredibly confident, comfortable woman, and we're also uncomfortable with seeing that. And this, she has this subversive way of being, especially in, in, in 1910, that shakes everything up. And then you've got Bert, who isn't that role of traditional masculinity he's fun and he's free and he doesn't have like a nine to five job and he's often the voice in the ear of mr banks or in in the ear of the children going your father's in a cage your father's not happy Mm. there's no one to look after your father basically your father doesn't know how to talk about how he feels there's that whole there was a whole scene which i basically didn't remember at all which is that one where um, Directly back. after the the bank run. The yeah, exactly. Yes. And the kids have run off and they're in the east end of London and it's frightening and scary and they're terrible people and there's a dog that snarls at them and everything. <laughs> and then they, they run in. They run is into, that what the east end of London is like? Just oh, like, it's horrible. Like, it's horrible. I tell you, it's horrible. It's um, and, yeah, and then um, it's Jack the Ripper land. That's what it mm, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you, and then you run into... You run into um, uh, uh, Bert, and he has that whole thing about, um, you know, who looks after your dad. You know, he's a, well, the this head of the family, but then who's looking after him? And I think as Sarah's absolutely right that as a as a sort of treatise on on why men need to have things being more equal, so mm-hmm. that um, you know they have someone to go to, yeah. someone can look after them. You know, that um, as part and parcel of it. You know, that it's yeah. being so strong. and not look amazing. after them. Um, just, just uh, within the concept, not look after them in a like day to day way, but Correct. look after them as you are a person that. Uh, oh yeah, equal. We're going to allow equals you emotions. Support each other. We're going yeah. to allow yes. you to deal with your shit right. instead of just yeah. you know. Yeah, it specifically kind of like points to like we see in Mr. Banks like where in this way like the patriarchy putting so much expectations on the head of the household the man like that it turns him into essentially like a despot in his own house like yeah. the way like especially in the beginning the way he like talks to his wife he talks to his wife in the same tone that he talks to the help mm. in you know and uh and and we were all like going like oh my gosh like the time period mm. Uh, but like it really was like oh my gosh the time period and you're right and when like Mary Poppins shows up and she's much more of a uh, 
kind of like assertive modern woman it is kind it is like really jarring and it's so jarring to mr banks that he just kind of lets her railroad all over him Mm. because i think he's just like befuddled like he's like i can't possibly being outsmarted by a woman so surely (laughs) this is all my idea exactly i have suddenly decided that i have a theory that she's a time traveler right there is a a theory that she's a time lord you know that mary poppins is one of the doctors oh really oh oh my god she does right she totally dresses like a doctor is like the tardis oh wow (laughs) right no yeah she's definitely a time traveler because she she is she is acting in a way that is so subversive is a great word. She's acting in a way that is can't be I don't believe can be taught to a woman of that time without ran at least a random apology here or there yeah. for her actions and she just rolls in and she's just like, "Oh, you people, you simple simple people with your simple simple views. I'm just going to do it my way and you're just going to follow but I'm so pretty and I'm so loved that you're not even going to notice that you're just following along with me. She literally says at one point one thing about Mary Poppins is I never explain myself. And he's just like alright, okay. And and he's just like completely dumbfounded. It's fantastic. Reverse shot on his face just flabbergasted. Which is the only look he gives her the entire time (laughs) of the movie. The second that she walks in at the very beginning she she just rolls in and um, it's important to say from a plot point. She flies in. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She drifts in. in. Um, It's important to say from a plot point that um, the night before they lose their nanny and he and his wife um, or he dictates to his wife an advertisement (laughs) for the times um, for a nanny and then the kids walk in and they had written their own advertisement and he rips it up and he throws it in the chimney the pieces magically go up the up the chimney chute and yeah. she shows up in his living room the next morning with the kids taped together advertisement and reads it to him and says, oh, I'm extremely qualified for this job position. And he is so flabbergasted from this that he just hires her on accident. <laughs> and yeah. she just rolls on up and she just like... And immediately like abducts the children. Yeah. Like that same day within the hour, they are out in the mm-hmm. park and she is introducing him, introducing them to... I- her homeless boyfriend, <laughs> as Nick and, pointed out. And this was, yeah, this was the moment where I was like, so she takes the kids, she takes them to her homeless boyfriend, and then they jump into a chalk painting on the ground. So basically, she's just like, come hang out in the park while my boyfriend and I do drugs. <laughs> Which is what it felt so like this, to me. So this opens up our whole like oh, drug theory so of Mary cynical. Poppins. <laughs> Mary Poppins. I'm not, I, so uh, one thing I want to address, like it's interesting you bring up that she's a time traveler. I submit to you that Mary Poppins is an airbender uh, because oh. every single one of her powers seems wind yeah. related. She can fly. She blows all the other nannies away. There's lots of like lifting and moving things around. She's either a Jedi or an airbender. <laughs> and and the thematic uh, statement, which is at the heart of the whole movie, is I'll leave when the wind changes. Yeah. Right. Now I didn't bring that before, but that goes. Back Back into um, Mr. Banks again is that she leaves when the wind changes in the in the sense that his direction in mm-hmm. life has has flipped. Right. Um, but at this point, yes, the Airbender has arrived. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So yeah. So the we get into our first like real fantasy sequence when Dick Van Dyke shows up 
Well, Dick Van Dyke was in the very beginning, and we all had forgotten that there was fourth wall breaking. Yes. The very yeah. first thing that happens is pan oh, in on uh, Dick Van Dyke, and he just looks right at the camera. He's like, hello there, governors, <laughs> and proceeds to, like, ham it up. But so when we later run into Dick Van Dyke, and they jump into the chalk drawing, then we have, like, the big, like, the very long it was a sequence with animation yeah. overlook. Well, it's weird. It almost starts as like a classic dream ballet from a yeah. musical like in Oklahoma, and it's just a lot of music and a lot of dancing, and it's all very beautiful but means nothing. And there's a whole unrelated plot in there. And, you know, it, it's so nice to see. This movie was two hours and 20 minutes long, and th- so there was so much there was so much art in this that had nothing to do with driving the plot. And I thought um, while we were watching, Nick, you said it perfectly. You said that so much of this, so much of this movie is just pure whimsy for the sake of whimsy. Mm. Just whimsy for the sake of whimsy. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and that's that's the part that has the uh, animated penguins. So we get to watch Dick Van Dyke <laughs> dance with penguins. Oh, pure genius. No, it doesn't, uh, Marshall. What are you talking about? God, you must have been tripping out. Man. Uh, I, it's <laughs> you're just so obsessed we- with penguins, Marshall. It's the eighteenth time I've seen you add penguins to a movie when we're talking about well, it later. And then again, this is the first day Mary Poppins is working for them, and she immediately <laughs> abandons the children immediately. to pretend either either she's pretending to have tea with penguins and her homeless boyfriend, or. <laughs> Or they, they are just all tripping out and staring at the sidewalk chalk. <laughs> <laughs> when they come back, when they come when they out come of back. that section, they are looking down at the painting. And the when question it's raining is, were and they there it, the entire time? It really does look like they may have just been... Here's the thing, right? Later on, though, other people witness some of this magic. So we feel like yeah. it must be real. Must be magic, unless yeah. they're all drugged against their will the and don't know it. Right. City right. Of London. London. They are they're all suffering low level typhus and <laughs> they're all going to mid- Although okay, here's another layer to this is that Mary Poppins then goes around denying that any of this stuff happened. Yes. Right. Which but, feels like gaslighting, but <laughs> I think it's to keep the kids from upsetting their dad initially. Let's set up the scene really quick. Yeah. So at the end of this big, long day where they live in cartoon land for literally 20 <laughs> minutes of the movie, the kids go home and they're all there in bed and they're like, oh, we can't sleep. We had such a fun day. We rode on a carousel and we met penguins. And she's like... She's like, no, you didn't. Did- yeah. <laughs> and like said, did do you? I, would I do did that? I, someone is uh, in my position. Something like that, isn't it? Yeah, something... yeah, like, why would oh, I? Oh, when they you're... said she won a race. Yeah, yes. why would yeah. I ride a horse the in a race? She's, she's, yes, exactly. She's disgusted. <laughs> With horse racing people. I think yeah. the phrase is horse just, racing. And she's just been celebrating, singing supercalifragilisticexpialidocious mm. with everybody. Yeah. And she just gaslights the hell out of them. Yeah. But Sarah... And the kids look totally like, <laughs> especially <laughs> the little boy. This is when I noticed that the little boy had like a face that I could never get used to. And he keeps making this... <laughs> Boy, every time they looked at his face, he just looked like, like, fuck, am I losing my mind? (laughs) Every time she's like, no, we just, you know, we had a day in the park. And he, like, looks like, I'm going crazy, Jane. (laughs) He looks at his sister like, am I losing it? Do I smell toast? Am I stroking out? (laughs) Yeah. But Sarah had a very good point that I think we have been interrupting because she wants to get to it and I want to hear it. Well, it's, I think she's, she has this goal, right, of of getting this family functional again. And she knows if Mr. Banks hears these fantasies right out of the bat, she's out. She's going to be fired and she can't do her job. So she has to keep them guessing about what's really happening and keep them from spouting off to their dad. And so she has this master plan. 
and she's just stick. And yeah, it involves some gaslighting, which is unfortunate. <laughs> Nobody likes gaslighting. But I'm not going to be a proponent. And that's not a new excuse for gaslighting. <laughs> that's all part of my master plan. <laughs> you crack a couple eggs if you're going to make an omelet. True. It's true. It's true. And those eggs are children's brains. Yeah. <laughs> So the uh, the meandering plot of <laughs> so so like we said the main character is Mr. Banks and whenever he is not in a scene the plot just kind of like goes all right whimsy Bye-bye. time <laughs> and so the next episode in the movie is they go to that see That is it is it is episodic. The next episode is with um, Uncle Albert and it's not exactly clear whose uncle whether it's Mary's no. uncle or everyone's homeless. uncle. Everyone's uncle, maybe. Uh, but there's like yeah, I was just thinking that his name was Uncle Albert. Yeah, London's like Funkle. like uncle's his first name, Albert's his last name. Well, no, oh, yeah. like no. Mr. Peanutbutt. Like in the world that he runs in, he's the oldest, and so they're like, oh, our goofy Uncle Albert. Right. I, I don't know. And he's played by the flamboyant Ed Wynn. So maybe he's just forever everyone's uncle. Wink and nod. Confirmed you bachelor. Know? Yeah, confirmed bachelor. <laughs> he, you know, never will settle down because he's eccentric. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but in this case, he's eccentric in that he floats off the ground the whole time because he's laughing. And what proceeds is then a bunch of like, really like womp, womp, <laughs> jokes one after the other wow. like a bunch of like womp, womp, womp. Wait, can I tell you what's really funny about that scene? Out of everything in this movie, that is the scene that as we were watching it, I remembered the most fondly. Oh, interesting. And as I was watching it, I was like, is it because I have a really dumb sense of humor? (laughs) (laughs) Like these jokes, these jokes that he's telling like about, um, you know. A um, wooden leg named Smith. Yeah, a wooden leg named Smith and stuff like that. Can you tell the joke? Uh, so I met a man the other day with a wooden leg named Smith, and I asked him, what's the other leg's name? The second that they said that joke, I was like, ah, that joke, I love that joke! (laughs) And I was instantly like, oh, that's embarrassing, I've always been such a nerd. Oh, I love it. But yes, no, I fondly remembered the laughing on the ceiling scene, and Mm -hmm. that's, I would say, out of everything in this movie that I wanted as a kid, I wanted to be able to do that. Mm. Yeah, it's like the fizzy lifting drink scene from Exactly what I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. But with less danger. Yeah, a little less sinister. A little less sinister. (laughs) There's not like a blender at the top of the... (laughs) Well, I I agree with you, that scene, I very much remember as being a lot of fun, and it's silly, all that stuff, but this is the scene where this time around, I was... This cemented for me how judgy Mary Poppins yeah. is, right? <laughs> yeah, we've had seen a lot of it by this point. I can't. I, I think I listed some of them somewhere, but um, in that particular one, Bert laughs, and then an Uncle Albert laughs, and she's singing. Some people laugh through their noses, singing, and whatever, and then some people laugh their teeth or whatever, and she's taking the piss out of. Uh, but and then Uncle Albert and both of them look a little bit hurt. Yeah, but you know, there's no like, oh, sorry guys, that's your feelings or anything. So I'm just, I'm just. <laughs> but if, to be fair oh, to yeah, Mary, yeah, I'm going to defend her here for here a second. Go. Okay. They go there in an emergency situation. Yeah. A dog barks at her, which is clearly the dog talking to her. <sighs> um, tells <laughs> she has her a whole conversation with him, yeah. and she says, "Bless you" when he sneezes. Yes, um, <laughs> right. and you know she's very concerned. They're rushing to this man's house to help him, and she comes in, and Bert's like, "Oh, it's worse than I've ever seen it." So their goal is to get the man off the ceiling. And she knows what keeps him up on the ceiling is laughing. And Bert's there to get him down, and she's there to get him down. And if I may, this is not a part of her plan for the day. No. And she 
with with this theory that I'm really liking that Sarah's yeah. going with has a very specific plan. She has to go to the fishmonger. Yeah. No? Hey, we don't, she has she things to do. We don't even know where to see that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Mary Poppins 2, go into the fishmonger. <laughs> so she's there and Bert's on her side trying to get him down. And then Bert starts laughing. Of course she's going to say, Bert, stop laughing. We had a plan. We have yeah, to, but she doesn't have to, in the process, completely <laughs> diss his way of laughing. Well, she does proceed to go, some people <laughs> laugh through their noses. <laughs> That's stupid. Some yeah. people <laughs> laugh through their teeth. How unattractive. <laughs> How she says unattractive. unattractive. She's very yeah, judgy about true. appearances. Yeah, she's also very judgy of the whole absurdity of the scene, that <laughs> laughing lifts you up. And I'm like... Hold on now, woman. You made people jump into a sidewalk painting. Yeah. <laughs> this is ridiculous. This is like, the most ridiculous thing zero. I've ever seen. She's, she's propagating all this absurdity around them. And then the moment they come into a room with a elderly man laughing up towards the ceiling, she goes, oh, well, uh, I never. And do you know why? Because they don't need her for that piece of <laughs> oh. magic. Oh. Because she needs to be needed. Oh. Okay, right, let's get into she this. Clearly leaves. <laughs> she clearly not to be needed Mary that Poppins much. 2. She leaves when they still want her. So huh? she leaves them, though. Yeah, no, but all, she, there's her. a lot of ego in Mary Poppins. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. There no, is a lot of ego. Very in the, she's very ego She's like, I'm okay, the best name. Okay, here's ever, the one. When the penguins, when the penguins are doing this song and dance with um, uh, Bert, which yeah. is one of my favorite moments <laughs> in the entire movie, because there's a moment where Dick Van Dyke would have been in a studio dancing like a penguin with no animated characters <laughs> around him, and everybody On a got green to screen. watch this. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It would have been absolutely amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then in that whole that sequence there, there's a bit where he starts listing off girls' names, and she gets really upset with this and really annoyed cool. with him and everything. It's very Mambo and then number it's five. Only it at the, it's only at the, yeah, it is, isn't it? It's, <laughs> and then it's only right at the very end when they all go, it's Mary Poppins, and there we stop. You know, at the top, that's right, it's Mary Poppins. And then she's all smile and happy again because she's been put back in her rightful place. Yes. Well, if, my, if my boyfriend Practically was complimenting perfect. 20 other women, I might get a little annoyed. Now, was he just listing off his conquests. <laughs> this is since I last saw you, Mary Poppins. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I think that, that that's actually a very good point because she she does, from the second that they measure her, she gets out her measuring tape and yeah. she is yeah. the height of Mary Poppins. Practically, practically perfect. perfect. In, in every way. In every way. Yeah. And she goes back a few different times and she yeah. says, well, practically perfect people do this. It almost feels like a burden. Like she feels like she yeah. has to be perfect oh, all the oh, time. Oh, 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 and, I mean, don't we, and yeah, do you remember the carousel women. horses, right? You pointed out, yeah, Marshall. I was thinking it was Marshall. You yeah, pointed out yeah. that all the horses have the character, the faces are set in a position which is yeah. evocative of the right. Right. And hers was snooty. Yeah. It was true. very posh oh. and very, like, like mm, better than all the rest of these horses. Um, yeah. Can I go back to one thing that happened early in the Please. movie? There's the spoonful of sugar yeah. song. I'm pretty sure I'm having, I'm experiencing a Mandela effect. Do you okay. know about the Mandela effect? Yeah. Yeah, 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 where things that you're confident you knew just change. Yeah. And like IVs like, coming out of bags. Exactly. And like the Baron Stain bears. Uh, stop, I can't even, like don't <laughs> even get me started on that. But um, it's, I always thought it was in the most delightful way. What is it? In a most delightful way. And Dumb. the article I'm is so just, different. I, it it's, is. It's though. an indefinite article. And Nick, you thought that too, right? You thought it was that. Yeah. And I guess it could be misremembering, but I think probably there's, you know, probably. two timelines emerging here. I think that, you know. Mary Poppins herself went back and changed it because well, she's a time lord. Oh my gosh. <laughs> time lord Mary Poppins. Okay, so the next the the next sequence that really happens is Mary Poppins tricks Mr. Banks into taking his kids to work at the bank. Yeah. Uh which 
his name is so on the nose. <laughs> Uh, so they take, subtle. yeah, they take him to the, and so it leads me to believe that her name is a Mary little bit Poppin on the nose. Mary Poppins. Yeah, yeah. That's what is? Nice. Oh, Bert doesn't have a last name. Bert's Aww. last name should have just been Chimney. You know, like <laughs> uh, Chimney. Uh, but uh, so they go to the, they go to the bank, and the the kids. Okay, and what proceeds to happen is a word is introduced into my vocabulary, and then they pound it home by saying it at least forty times, and that is tuppence. <laughs> oh the, yeah. Like the kids, like oh, I got a, I've got tup. Oh no, she sings a song about the, an the old, old lady, lady selling bird, you know, breadcrumbs for tuppence. And I was like, what is tuppence? Luckily, we had a luckily we had Brit. a reg- Res- Brit. resident Brit for yeah. So I'm like yeah. Nick, what is tuppence mean? Uh, so well, it is two pence. Right. Um, but you know when you say something like you know when you say you're putting your two cents in this yeah. country, we will say it's my tuppence halfpenny normally. It could halfpenny? be my tuppence, but tuppence halfpenny. and halfpenny. So uh, two pence, two half and a half, two yeah. and a half cents. So I mean, we might say that's my tuppence, you know, worth or whatever. But t- tuppence halfpenny is probably what we'd say. Whoa. So <laughs> well, yeah. So Which they actually say, worth so probably tuppence. about three cents uh, with the current exchange rate. So in fact, that means that Brits are putting in three cents worth to an American two cents. Oh wow! So your opinions owe us. us. (laughs) But yeah, so the kids. So she sings a song about tuppence, and then literally every character on screen seems required to say tuppence at least a dozen times in the bank scene. Everyone's tuppence this and tuppence that. The cadre of evil bankers then proceed to sing a song about the the greatness of capitalism and how terrible charity is. <laughs> and I'm like, this is awful. And the children also thought, this, this is, is awful. awful. Yeah, to be fair, yeah. And that's why. The head banker steals the tuppence out of the child's hand. I think we hand. should also remember that the tuppence is, for Michael's head, is supposed to go to the birds, yes, you know, the bird the food seller, you know, who um, feed the birds tuppence, tuppence a bag. bag. So we've heard it several yeah. times. But all he wanted was to feed the fucking that's birds. It. Very yeah. sweet. But instead, the banker took the tuppence out of his hand and he he rages. The child rages. Literally and physically attacks Physically attacks man. him and screams. Both kids are freaking out. And it causes all the people in the bank to think that something's very wrong and they start to take their money out and then a run on the bank happens, which is a new phrase I just learned tonight. <laughs> and then everyone outside finds out and the whole city then decides that they are going to take all of their money out of the bank because uh, of little Michael. Yeah. See, that's something which I realized that when I watched it a hundred times when I was a kid, I did not pick up at all. I realized, obviously, there's a big commotion and all that stuff. But all the language to do with the finances and the run on the bank and all that stuff completely went over my head. Because, like, why would little matter. kids understand about banking? Yeah. yeah. I just am thinking about, like, this whole scene, it could be like a lesson to the people, like a secret subversive message, because mm-hmm. the banks are literally trying to steal children's money, yeah. which the children would rather give to the less fortunate. And once the child cries foul and is like, and points out the bank is stealing our money, because he says my money, but then all the people here, the banks are stealing our money. Oh, we must demand it back. And they, like, severe, mm-hmm. like, the the power of the people to punish the banks. Mm. I was just like, yeah, everyone take the money from the bank. <laughs> Fuck the bank. <laughs> Put it in a credit union. There is actually a line in there as well. When when old man Dick Van Dyke takes out the uh, the tuppence from the boy's hand, he does say something, just before he says, like, welcome to our bank, whatever, he does say something along the lines of, it's ours, or it's mine, mm. or something like, it's like, we ha- almost like he's so delighted <laughs> to get two, money. yet oh. more money. I've even got literally two pennies from a child. Yeah. F- fighting He's hand so and it brings me 
so much joy. He's like a vampire yeah, almost. Yeah. They're a cadre of money so, vampires. As such, uh, shit gets pretty dark. Yeah. Yeah. And the kids, the kids physically escape the horde of people that are trying to get their money out of the bank. And that's when we get to the point where um, they run into uh, a chimney. DVD. A chimney sweeped. Uh, Dick Van Dyke Burt. Yeah. Oh yes, covered in good clean soot. <laughs> yes. Um, who who gives them the sad dad report? Yes, exactly. Um, and at that point, he takes the kids home, and there is no one to watch the kids. So the mom, uh, con- pretty much cons Dick Van Dyke into sweeping their chimney. Yeah. Um, as as a way to get the kids to be watched. Also, like. Hi, guy I've never met before who was nice enough to bring my children home. I'll trust you to watch them for the evening. It's 1910. It was a simpler time. There was no such thing as stranger danger. He he brought them home. It's true. It's true. And and neither of them seem to have been traumatized. So So why not? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, you're supposed to be with your father. Don't worry, Mom. We've been hanging out with this homeless man all day. (laughs) (laughs) And this leads us to the next bit of whimsy. Yes, which uh, I would say was Nick's favorite oh, party. Maybe his whole week. <laughs> Maybe his I whole life. Yeah. I actually am realizing now there was a little window in my life where I think if I had maybe been from another sort of world, then my I may have become a dancer. So I think maybe if people had been paying attention to me as a young kid, oh, instead, of, <laughs> instead of just leaving me to watch this movie over and over and over, <laughs> and over again... They may have like gone, hey, he's he's got passion and drive, and he could be a dancer. Whereas now I'm actually just a rubbishly arm flailing sort of human being. <laughs> Very funny physical comedian and great actor and writer. Let's go with that know, version yeah, of things. Yeah. Really right. tough life. I'm actually trying to dance beautifully, but in fact, everyone's <laughs> laughing at me. <laughs> but I will. I and will say though, butterfly. these guys weren't really dancing beautifully either. <laughs> no, it was more like parkour. It, it was a it lot was of parkour. parkour. Yeah. Uh, so everybody ends up on the roof. With about three dozen chimney sweeps that who all, all freakishly pop their heads out yes. of <laughs> various chimneys. chimneys. And totally, totally freaked me out. Hello. Hello. I was and in he's this like, chimney. my friend. Oh, and this is, I, I feel like this is an important part uh, to, to bring up that the very first time we see any sort of magical realism or absurdity in this movie is when we meet Captain... Admiral oh, Boom. Admiral Boom. Oh, Admiral, Admiral Boom. Boom have not come up yet. Yeah, I, I meant to stick it in earlier, but somebody was making a good point. And I didn't want to interrupt. Um, so Admiral Boom. So the, almost immediately as the movie opens, we see somebody's Victorian house, which the top of it has suddenly been kitted out like a like a ship like of the line, like it, well, like a proper sailing ship, even yeah. with like masts and stuff. Oh, but it also had like um, it also had. Like smokestack. Oh, it did also have smokestack. Yeah. It had all sorts of bits and bots that you'd find on various boats. And then there's the captain in his full like admiral gear, and then his first mate, who I guess lives with him. <laughs> and uh, also a confirmed bachelor. Also uh, right. ancient. Yeah, they're so old. They're very old. But they and they apparently Suffering shoot from dual a, dementia. Yes. Right. And they shoot a cannon at the top of the hour every day. <laughs> Uh, to to denote the time, which gets played out in other areas of this world, especially in the Banks's house, because right right before the clock strikes eight every day, the um the wife is like, oh, 
everyone to your spots. And then the camp, the cannon booms and everybody's holding all the fine china and all the porcelain in place. It's actually some delightful this, physical comedy. It's this I goofy, like to- I don't understand. It's wonderful, but I don't understand. Where did this come from? What is the convention of this creation? Well, the book, this is the thing. I think this is when it comes that back to, it comes out of a book. Yeah. P.L. Travers, isn't it? Yes. That's right. And so I guess it's probably just, there's a much bigger, thicker world there, which they've plucked from, you know, uh, and they've yeah. got little details that they're just trying but to But they in. wanted to keep that one. Yeah. Also, you, you know, Brits you? are really eccentric. <laughs> and right. we do have boats on well, houses. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? It's interesting because we, we, we pointed out that in all this, Mary Poppins knows Dick Van Dyke before the movie starts. Like, mm-hmm. when they run into each other, I think all four of us were like, oh, yeah, I guess we thought they meet in this movie, but they don't. Like, she shows up, and he's like, hello, Mary Poppins. And I'm like, they already know each other? And she has a look of, like, pure... Like, they have a long relationship. Yeah. Like, like we are way past the point where either of them is trying to impress each other. Like, they know each other in and out. Mm-hmm. Oh, they've and had she a just, thing. Oh, yeah, no, they've absolutely had a like thing. Like, they're, they're courting, and probably if it wasn't for the fact that he is dirt poor, he's too ashamed to propose or something. Yeah. But, like, that's probably... If there were cell phones, there would be late-night booty calls and things like that. <laughs> totally. Yeah, no, that's what They would Netflix like. and chill it all felt, the time. It felt like the kind of relationship where it's like, you know, we get along really well, but I also find you really annoying but you're fine for now. Yeah. And I'll just hang oh, out with you. Like, I don't know. No, no, no. There was like a level from her, not from him. But that's because no. she's so judgy. Yeah. She's so no, no, judgy. She, but I think she, she loves, she she loves him. him. Yeah. She loves he's, him. Because he's, even like with the bit where, you know, she she disses his laugh, you know, he follows that up with, um, a, you know, crazy rendition of all different laughs, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would actually really like to see the origin story mm-hmm. of how they met and what their world looks like. Because we see this entire thing from the Banks's perspective. Yeah. And so I I am so curious as to what the non-Banks Mary Poppins world is like. Like, mm. who are these people? Who is the uncle? How did they meet? Who were their other friends? Like, what yeah. kind of hijinks does that whole world <laughs> get into? Would love it. Would love it. Uh, it was that thing right at the very start, you know, where he, um, Dick Van Dyke is uh, doing that one-man band thing yeah. and he's entertaining all the rich people who don't give him any money at the end. Whom he knows by name. He knows by name. He knows mm-hmm. that. And uh, he's halfway through that and um, he's halfway through giving someone their own personal thing and she's waiting for it and she's so excited by it and he starts going... Um, Winds from the east, like something is brewing, about to begin. You know, and it's this whole, like, again, this is like the whimsy of, like, I, I recognize that. That's the smell of Mary Poppins coming back the into town. The time traveler yeah. that I'm in love Every with is about time. to return. Ooh, so this is like the time oh. traveler's boyfriend. Or is he's the companion <laughs> to the doctor. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh. <laughs> I'm a nerd. No, so that's great. So, so yeah, we have the chimney sweep parkour dance sequence that goes on forever. That goes on for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. like long enough to get up and join in. <laughs> yeah. So after the sequence, um, Dick Van Dyke has a private moment with Mr. Banks, and this is like we were t- touching mm-hmm. on earlier. He sings his own version of "Spoonful of Sugar," where he touches on, like. Oh, you know, like you you're a busy man. You don't have time to raise those kids. You don't you can't mm. be around to see their faces or to teach them about the ways of the world cuz you've got 
important bank stuff to do. And they'll be yeah. grown up soon, but and you won't have a chance a to give. Yeah. That's the last yes, line of that, isn't right. it? Right. Um, and yeah, that was another mm. one of those little snippets which I had somehow kind of missed. I mean, I, I guess knew enough of it to get that that was a moment. But you know what I mean? Like the depth of that moment or the yeah. wisdom of that moment or the lesson there. The fact, that, the fact that this is actually kind of the lesson which he needs to take and then takes into the room when he gets fired later. Mm-hmm. I miss Well, that. you were too busy catching your breath from yes. dancing for 20 true. minutes. <laughs> You're probably still dancing, like just running around the living room dancing. Yeah, rewinding. Uh, it was actually like, uh, this was my favorite part of the entire movie because especially given how old this movie is, so rarely do you have two men Mm. talking about something that has such emotional weight, especially at this period in time of film, like emotional weight about like the responsibility of a father towards his kids. And like... The emotional responsibility. There's like emotional responsibility. Yeah, Yeah. and, and... and Dick Van Dyke manages to have it with him where he's not demonizing Mr. Banks at no. all. It's not a shame scene. It's just a, yeah, man, those are the ropes. Like, this is, like, if you choose to live your life this way, this is how it is. Mm-hmm. And no judgment, man. But, it, like, I was like, wow. Yeah, it's like laying out laying out the path of your life just so you can see it. And so you could make the choice. But, you know, when you have it laid out in front of you like that, you'd be an idiot to make the choices you're making. Right, Yeah. And it's so good, non, so non-judgmental. Right, and so it's a great... not Mary Poppins. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah All the right. opposite of Mary Poppins. If anything, Dick Van Dyke I like as a as our main uh, whimsical character significantly more than Mary Poppins. Oh, I yeah. watched He's a amazing. lot more. Sounds misogynistic to me. <laughs> you Strong, just don't confident like an woman. assertive woman. No, no, no. I, I think <laughs> it's just much no, more actually, fun. The funny thing is I appreciate that... He's nicer. I appreciate that... They're both pretty modern characters because he is like a sensitive, mm-hmm. em, like a like emotionally open right. guy. But in Mary Poppins' defense, she's also the person that's supposed to be teaching these children discipline. And I'm actually going to flip yeah. back on everything I said so far because the I think Mary Poppins, you know, Mary Poppins, as you say, is the one that actually has to take responsibility. Yeah. And one thing about Bert is he has five jobs, whatever. He's <laughs> yeah. doing a different thing every time you see him. I'm he's clearly sure he's, he's clearly having he's clearly yeah. having a lot of fun doing what he does and having this very positive, cheery outlook. But he's exactly the kind of character that if you got his own movie, you'd be going, wait a minute, behind that, you haven't really got roots. You're still a grown-up kid. You know, that's one of the reasons he's so nice and so fun because he's got that kind of childlike naivety and everything. And Mary is saddled with her responsibility. Yeah, exactly. And she's the one that, at the end of the day, has to look after them all. And she's the one that gets them into that picture. And she's the one, you know. And she's the one who's literally looking after every single person in this movie for the time that she's there. Including Mr. Banks. Exactly. Yeah. And arguably looking after Dick Van Dyke, too. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, so David Tomlinson is the actor who plays Mr. Banks. Mm. And he does, like, like really decent acting uh, throughout the whole thing. Oh, like, yeah, he's I, fantastic. I felt really like good. he was my favorite actor in, mm. the, in the whole thing. His face is iconic to me. The second he came on the screen, mm. I was like, oh, whoa. Yeah. Like, <laughs> his, he, has such a, he has such a look. Yeah. 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 And and he and he manages to like he manages to like go through a big emotional range like it, like throughout the movie in a very like like he's fully committed to it. Like this is a movie like you said that is all like a bunch of whimsy, but like uh 
David Tomlinson is like treating this like no, this is a serious yeah. like my character has an important lesson to learn and yeah. I'm going to Well, he's go the one with it. the arc, so right. you needed the best actor there. Yeah. And he's a super grounded performer in this big yeah. Technicolor kids musical. He's like super grounded and committed the whole time, which I love seeing. He, I love it. Yeah, and even though he has like several songs of his own, mm-hmm. he delivers in them and like this is a very perfunctory way to sing a song. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um Kind of the uh, the the final sequence, the, he gets called to the bank, and the bankers are like, "You're fired." In a really creepy mafia, so creepy, like even more like a dark secret. Like they're the Illuminati or the Freemasons, yeah. 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 Yeah, isn't it? And uh, uh, and he gets not only summarily dismissed, but then the bankers, the head, chief banker's <laughs> son, just roughs him up a bit by breaking his... There is one moment where, um, you know, part of the uh, part of the destruction of his physical property is when he takes the umbrella, unfurls it, and then pushes it open so far, it goes through the other side, and it's like that ruined umbrella thing, you know? <laughs> and just before that happens, one of the other bankers goes, No, not no that! that? <laughs> and like, one of them steals himself. Steal yourself, man. <laughs> it's like, that's the worst thing that could ever happen to you, is the unfurled but then inverted umbrella treatment. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Like the hat being punched through. That's actually much more destructive. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but there's this there's this moment that his father worked there and he's worked there and he's been there for his entire career. And one bad thing goes wrong and they're like, You're out, brother. And and this was this great moment to be like, what actually matters? Mm-hmm. You know, and and in that moment, you you see it kind of the 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 puppins kind of bubbles up inside of him, and he learns all these lessons in the perfect moment to just be like, in the most in the most beautiful and whimsical way, he basically just says, "Screw you guys!" in like a fit of laughter. And it's wonderful. He doesn't actually say "screw no. you guys," but it's the subtext. It's wonderful because through the whole movie, he struggles and cannot say "supercalifragilisticexpialidocious." <laughs> yeah. And it's the but word it you're supposed to say when you have nothing else to say. Yeah. And they say the boss says, "Do you have anything to say for yourself?" And he says it. He says, "Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious," and it, the joy just bubbles out of him in that moment. And it's really beautiful, actually. Yeah, no, I actually I found that I found that kind of poignant. If you want to dig into it, of like, nothing matters when you don't let it matter. Mm. Nothing matters. So supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Is that the first time we see him smile in the whole movie at that point? Yeah, I think so. Certainly laugh. I think he, he, I think he gives like a little, like a, like a satisfied look when he's singing the, when I come home at six o'clock oh, and yeah, I yeah, yeah. tap out well, my and, then, and maybe also like a knowing sense of satisfaction at the idea of them going to the bank with him and things like that when right. he's like, oh yeah, that must be my idea. But, but they're not built on. This is it's the a first genuine, time genuine joy. joy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so then at the end, uh, like he he comes home, he reconciles with his kids, and they go fly a kite together. And Mary Poppins has her little heartfelt monologue, or I guess dialogue with her with her uh, umbrella handle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, and then she just sort of floats away. And it makes me wonder: is like, was her? She, well, at this point, Laura goes. Has she been here four days only? <laughs> <laughs> she works fast, guys. She yeah. does. Very efficient. It's as if literally her mission was just to point out these parents should be raising their own kids. It was interesting watching this, that the uh, that moment between her parrot head mm. umbrella when the parrot umbrella says, you are, you missed or whatever. And and sh- you, I hadn't read before the, the conf- conflict in her mm. face, you know, that... It was very she- subtle. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was very subtle, very good, good acting, acting, wasn't it? And and 
the sense that she uh, was going to miss them, and she does love them, and she is just saying these things, mm-hmm. which, uh, which to make are it not easier, true. compartmentalizing, yeah, no. yeah, and letting them get on with their lives, and That's she right. doesn't need their, li- she doesn't need anything from them. That was just a giving thing. Yeah. And the parrot says, how do you feel? They they care about their father more than you. And she says, that's the way it should be. And Seriously, which, oh, actually, that I did always think, what's that parrot on? <laughs> Even as a kid, I was like, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so the interesting thing about so this movie was nominated for 13 Academy Awards. Wow. And it was the only Best Picture nominee from the Walt Disney Company that happened during Walt Disney's life. So he was, like, thrilled Aww. about this movie. Aww, that's that's sweet. sweet. However, P.L. Travers, who wrote the Mary Poppins books, she hates this movie. Yeah. And she refused the rights to make any sequels. Like, we, it feels like it's sort of set up to be like, you know, we did want to know, like, more about Bert and, and Mary Poppins' and relationship. And come back again, Mary right. Poppins. Right. But she never, she never comes back, in part because the author was like, I don't like it, I don't want it anymore, like, that sort of thing. It's one of these, so Mary Poppins is sort of like Blade Runner in that these movies <laughs> that, like, the creator, the original, the originator of it, like, hates what they did with it and distances themselves from it, even though the fans of the movie are like, it's a great movie, mm-hmm. why do you hate it? Mm. Like Blade Runner. Like Blade Runner. <laughs> I'm going to put Poppins. it on the poster. And Mary Poppins. two great Runner. names yeah. brought together for well, the first this, time. Well, this, you should watch... Saving Mr. Banks, if you haven't seen it, because it goes into this whole. It's basically how they end up getting the rights. Around in, I mean, in, in, in Saving that. Mr. Banks, which is a Disney movie, so who knows? And here's another point: <laughs> she really what's, came what's around and realized so she is um, not to put too fine a point on it. Dead now, so uh, yeah, Pierre Travers. So, so yeah. I wonder. I wonder whether <laughs> how or not, long until we see these uh, you know, the reboot, so, the Mary yeah. Poppins reboot. Well, the they Mary are. Poppins I give it. Ten, I give it a decade or less. Well, they yeah. are remaking it. Oh, okay. with Lin Manuel Miranda. That's correct. <laughs> Lin Manuel Miranda, I is believe, playing is playing Mary Bert. No, oh. <laughs> I think he's playing Bert. He's doing the music. They're doing a reboot. Whoa. Who's playing Mary Poppins? Do we know? Oh yes, uh, she's the one who's married to John Krasinski, uh, and she's oh. British. Oh, Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt. Yeah, I think she's oh, playing yeah, Mary that's Poppins. Good. Yeah, that's good. I'm wow, they're rebooting anything. I know. They're, nothing is sacred. No, seriously. <laughs> what would Dick Van Dyke do? I just live by that motto. What would Dick Van Dyke do? Well, he, well, WWE, WWE, still alive, right? yeah. He can just play the old man Baker oh, again. please yeah. let that be what happens. Julie Andrews is still alive. Yes. Yeah, she is. She, 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 she could, could be, be Katie Nana. Or she could be, you she know, could the be cook. That, she or... could be that amazing uh, help yeah, the, who, who is hiding behind every curtain. They can curtain. turn the uncle into the aunt. Aunt Albertina. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They can make there it happen. Now, all of you were really disturbed by a detail at the very end, which is we find out that the old man Banker... So he finally gets the joke. We see him get the joke right. about the wooden leg that Mr. Banks makes. And he starts laughing and he starts floating up to the sky. And at the very end, when everyone is flying the kite, the other bankers are there and the old man isn't. And, and it they're turns all out, flying kites. And they're really happy. And it turns out the old man banker has died laughing. And the son seems very okay with this. And all of you were really kind of disturbed. Because he's like, he's like, oh, he passed away after laughing. But that means there's an opening for a partner. And like essentially just, just offers him his, <laughs> his freshly, his father's yeah. body is not even cold. And he's like, you want to fill my dad's shoes? Well, no, no, yeah. no. He did say my father, my father said he wanted you to be partner. Did he? Did yeah. He? I, I thought, thought he said there's just an opening yeah, for a partner. Yeah, I thought it was oh, well, he, he says, the, the son of the banker says, um, he died happy. He died laughing. And I thought, oh, well, you know, this guy's like 95 yeah. years old. He's been miserable his whole life. His son gets to see him happy, and then he passes away peacefully. And so I it's agree. Like, 
a nice thing. So good. Yeah. All right, guys. So this we are here. Yeah. To the the ultimate question. So do I still love it, uh, Nick Afka Thomas? I love it. I love it. I think I might love it a little bit more because there's like an extra couple of layers to it, which I may not have fully appreciated the first time around. And even though my ancient creaky joints can't <laughs> leap around like they used to. Oh, there was a lot of good still, leaping still. There, there was a bit of leaping. Yeah. yeah. You literally jumped on A bit couch. of a lord of leaping. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. Did I? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so yeah, I, I it it had all the childhood glee attached to it, but then also like actually genuinely well structured uh, development of character arc and all that stuff that I now think about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, to my shame. Sarah Ann Massey, I so still love it. I love it more because three points. One, I was right about it being about a sad dad. And yeah. like Mary Poppins, I have an ego. And I'm really glad to see that that as a child, I got that. <laughs> that makes me really happy. Two, it's super feminist, which I love. And three, it's just so full of joy. And I didn't feel jaded watching it. I didn't feel bored after all these years. Totally love it. Laura Weiss. You know, it's interesting. So I really enjoyed this. I, I don't have the, the same overwhelming glee. But what I will say is this was a wonderfully constructed film. This movie had something for everyone in a way that wasn't like compartmentalized. It had everything at once, but that was never too much. Mm. And it was, you know, cutting edge with like breaking the breaking the fourth wall and all of the animation and all of the all of the whimsy. And I actually no, I do love it. <laughs> as I talk about it more, as I talk myself into it. Um yeah, I thought this movie was really exciting um, in that it is a perfect, it is like the quintessential family film. Mm. There is absolutely something for everyone. You could put this in front of a two-year-old, you could put this in front of a 95-year-old, and everyone would be happy. No one would find it annoying or, you know, slow or too fast or anything. It's it's great, and it's got so many layers. It's really, like, it's really rich. Mm-hmm. Well, I was only firmly in the like camp uh, for most of the movie in that I was enjoying what I was watching, but because it does meander during the episodic yeah. parts, I was just like, like it, I kept stuttering in my ability to like Pay be attention. engaged. Um, but but it all tied up like that scene where Dick Van Dyke just has like a heart to heart about like, uh, you know, here's your choices as dad to Mr. Banks, and I was like, okay, now I love this movie. Because I completely forgotten how the movie ended. I, I remembered the whimsical animated bits, and the last kind of, I remember I was sitting there thinking, I have no idea what happens after this chimney sweep segment. Like, I know Mary Poppins eventually is like, everything's all right, I'm going to fly away. Mm -hmm. But I could not remember what happened between chimneys and flying away. And so, like, I'm watching it, like, it's all completely new to me, and I'm like, this is a great ending. I love this ending. Mm. So I will say that I do still love it. Ah, hey. four for four. So four guys. out of four. I mean, come on. It won five Academy Awards. <laughs> it's considered arguably one of the greatest musical movies ever made. So <laughs> well, well, I really want to thank uh, the comedy duo We Are to Massey, Nick Afka Thomas and Sarah Ann Massey, who came on the show with us. Guys, where can our listeners find your stuff? Oh, um, wearetomassey.com, and that's T-H-O-M-A-S-S-E. 
We have a ton of videos. We put out new videos every other week, and we perform live all over the place. So yeah. So you can find it on YouTube.com/slash/WeAreTomasi. You can see it at Facebook.com/slash/WeAreTomasi. You can follow us on Twitter at WeAreTomasi. It's kind of pretty well branded. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And likewise, uh, Laura and I have branded Do I Still Love It all over the internet. Hooray. So look for Do I Still Love It. You can find us at Facebook at Do I Still Love It. And you can Twitter. find us at Instagram at Do I Still Love It. You can find us at Twitter at Do I Still Love It. Amazing. Right. So we'll include all the links to Nick and. Sarah's stuff in the show notes and on the website, so definitely check them out. Lots of fun and uh, lots of British American comedy. Uh, lots if of you British like American Dyke, If you like Mary it. Poppins, and thank you guys for letting oh. me understand uh, where so much of my current adult psyche comes from by <laughs> yeah. watching this movie again. You're very welcome. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's uh, Do I Still Love It For You, showing people the children's characters that they've been emulating their whole lives. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I'm Marshall James. And I'm Laura Weiss. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Even though the sound of it is something quite atrocious. If you say it loud enough, you'll always have to... Hey, you guys! It's Laura here. Do you love Do I Still Love It? let us know by leaving a review on iTunes. When you do, make sure to rate us and hit the subscribe button. Thanks a bunch. This has been a Kid